All right, so let's make it plain. Welcome back to Make It Plain Wayne, where we will entertain, we will heal, and we will build you up. <laughs> I am Wayne, and this is Elevated Friendship. So I want to get into a topic that I just, I don't know. I feel like people approach this and they talk about this in a way, but they just kind of leave people to just be and 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 sit in their own, uh, you know, their own energy, their own environment, their own mentality uh, with this. And that's being a hater. And there are studies and a science behind the mindset, which normally we call it sarcasm. You know, oh, he's really sarcastic. He's not a mean guy. He's just really sarcastic or she's not a, a Debbie Downer. She's just really sarcastic. She's quick witted, you know, and, and that's not really what I'm getting at. I'm talking about it's, it's borderline anger, but it almost seems like a joke. It's just kind of like borderline between anger and annoying. <laughs> so the science of being a hater is it's a little bit different because the the anger has. I don't know, it's left that that frontal confronting type environment. And now it's it's just kind of sitting in the back where people will just take shots at you. They'll just, you know, well, you know, I remember when, when he didn't have a job. I remember when he didn't have money. I remember when he was ugly. It's like, why? Like, where are you coming from with this? And, and, and it just manifests out of the weirdest places and the weirdest times. And it's like, Somebody could be doing really well in business. You open up your own business. You're running your own business. You, you're doing really well in a sport. You're doing really well in fitness. You, you look great or you, you finally are, you know, happy. You've got, you know, the wife and kids or the husband and kids or, you know, whatever it is you have. And, and somebody comes along with just that. It's like that now and later hard to chew kind of hate it's just like it's so sticky and just it's like stuck in your teeth it's like that kind of hater where it's it's like you, you can't even just chew through it in one bite and just be done it's like that sticky stuck to your teeth kind of hater where it's just like <laughs> well i i remember when he didn't have a job i remember when he used to pee on himself it's like that was like when he was like six, <laughs> it's like, why are you dragging it out? But you just, you see it. It's like the petty is, is strong with this one. And they'll just hate at work. These people, they'll hate on you at work. They'll hate on anybody athletically, whether they're on their team or off the team. You know, it could be a rival. Now it makes sense in sports. I mean, being a hater is kind of like welcome in sports. You know, I mean, you can trash talk anybody you want. And sometimes people welcome it because it, it almost doesn't feel right unless somebody hasn't trash talked you. So in sports, you know, honestly, I hate to say this, 
because coming from a psychological place where you want to be healthy and and set everything in its place where you're hating on this person why what is it inside of you that isn't developed you know you're hating on this person why you have all this time to hate on them while you still have work to do you're hating on this person why In a sports environment, it's actually okay. I hate to say it because it's so confrontational on the football field, on the basketball field, even on the track. You know, you, you talk trash to each other right next to each other in the lanes, um, especially on the soccer field, especially on the baseball diamond. I don't really know about, you know, the tennis court. Um, maybe golfers do, but. It's so welcome. I mean, that, that almost sounds backwards, but you want to do such a good job in this place. But the things that come out of your mouth, <laughs> it's like it's kind of funny, you know, when you think about it, that. In all of the haterism and the haterade that there is, yeah, it's actually welcome in sports. I mean, you, you, we trash talk each other all the time. At work, not so much. You know, then you're 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 an HR nightmare. You're uh, uh, damaging morale. You're you're creating actually a bad locker room. Like in you know in sports, you have a locker room. Sometimes they'll say it, it was a bad locker room experience, or that locker room is is just a very volatile place. Now that's where. I do agree that being a hater does um, it does damage teams. It does damage, um, especially, you know, at work where, I mean, you can't promote and handle the things that are in front of you. So you take it out on people on your own team at your own company, which should never happen. We should all be there to support and, and love and, and take care of one another in a business. Um, it really isn't a competition if you think about it, even if it's sales. You know, say we all sell Jaguars. Is it really a competition when it's the Jaguar name on the car and not mine? I mean, nobody cares how many cars I sell at, at the end of the day, but Jaguar does. So we're not really competing with each other. We're selling Jaguars and <laughs> Jaguar makes the money. You know, they, they get the profit. But um, which, by the way, I don't own a Jaguar, but if anybody wants to donate one or you see it in my future that I need one, wink, wink, um, talk to me. <laughs> but we hate so easily in sports. You can hate an opponent so easily in sports where you almost have to be careful because that same mouth that can trash talk somebody. You'll you'll take that to the workplace off the court. You'll take that into the locker room. You'll take that home. You'll do it in relationships where, you know, we'll abuse it and say that we're being honest. But is it really being honest when every time you're honest, it's just to tear somebody down? Now, there is such a thing as constructive criticism. But if you being a hater means that every time you open your mouth, your truth has a caboose of grenades and scorpions and knives and a hot pit of lava 
that just happens to bump into everybody that <laughs> you know talks to you that's that's uh-uh, that's not good but you know we hate on social media you know we hate in our friendships um but but I don't think we realize it until we have a chance to kind of mature and and I know you all know what I'm talking about when I say friendships. How many times have you been around a friend or maybe you are that friend and that friend is talking to somebody, laughing, joking, giggling, having a great time and you or that person just has to interrupt. I just, uh, I just can't let this happen. Or I, uh, uh, that's just, I, mm -mm, mm -mm, I got to break this up. Or they jump in and say two people are really hitting it off really nice, just talking really well. And you see that person jump in. Hey, um, you don't need to be talking to him, this dude. Or you don't need to be talking to this woman. She already has like five guys chasing her. It's like, really? Like, why is the, why is the petty so strong? But... Later, you find out that that's, that's not really a friend. And if they were honest with themselves, they aren't being friendly. They aren't really being a friend if they'll do that. If, if, if being a friend includes their haterade cutting you out of opportunities while they have a temporary gain to, just to make themselves feel better, they're not going home with anybody. They're not even happy. They just wanted to keep you from reaching a goal because they don't know how and they can't. And that is in the science of of being a hater as one of the things that stirs the pot and, and it just makes it so much thicker. They don't know how to reach a goal. And something inside of them, there's a, a mental or an emotional block something inside of them won't let them do what they need to do to succeed. Say what they need to say to connect with people better or be whatever it is they need to be to get those promotions or beat out the person that they think steals all the promotions that they think always has the opportunities with that group of guys or that group of girls that they think snatches up all the opportunities. I'm, I'm going to get to that later. There's, there's a rule, a law that deals with that. But being a hater, and I know this is going to sound funny, being a hater actually has a very good effect on your mind and also a very bad effect on your mind. So the good thing about being a hater is your brain waves are constantly working. I mean, it, it, it's work. It's a job. Now, I don't know how much you get paid for it. You have to find a way to get paid for it. You know, you got to figure that out, how you're going to do that. But like what it takes to have that type of sarcasm to make jokes. You know, com comedians are maybe the, the most professional haters you'll ever find because they get paid to do it. They get paid to suffer. They get paid to be a hater. They get paid to put it all into a script and write it and tag it and then make jokes and make us laugh. So comedians are actually the, the greatest haters ever 
because they can not like something and make you laugh about it. That's not sales. That's something else. <laughs> but there is a good and a bad effect of being a hater on your mind. But the thing is, not everybody knows how to get a benefit from it and make people like them, like a comedian, like an actor, like a TV show host. Uh, I'm leaving somebody out here, but they're not just all entertainers. Some are just very skeptic. And I believe this is how a lot of people that work maybe in the FBI, uh, that do security, um, you know, homeland security, immigration, you know, it's not that they're like a hater in the sense that we know where you feel like they're snatching opportunities from people. They're a hater in the sense where they want to deny bad things from happening. They're that kind of hater. (laughs) So the bad effect though, of being a hater, you'll be alone. Yeah. After you knock the ice cream out of everybody's hand and you sit down and enjoy your cup of tea, whatever it is, and and laugh at them and, and, and sip your tea slowly, you're alone. I don't know about you, but it feels good to have some good people around you. And no, you don't need them. But I feel in some way friendship is necessary. And and anybody that knows me knows that I love friends. I love friendship. But if we're talking about someone else, other people, I believe friendship is necessary. It's good to have good people around you. That way, you know. You're not getting high on your own supply. And you have you have people that can check you and and. I mean, they can just tell you you got a booger hanging from your nose. They can just tell you, you know, just flat out, hey, like, why are you wearing those clothes? Or why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? You know, you need a no man. I think Kevin Hart, one of his, one of his best stand-ups, he said, you need, to, you need to get rid of your yes men that let you, oh, do you like that? Does this look good? Yeah, yeah, it looks great. And then you go out of the house, you look like a complete fool. They take thousands of photos and... You can never get that time back. And they put the memes up. They make fun of you and laugh at you because your friends all said yes. You need a couple no men in there. You got a yes man. You got five yes men. You got five. You got five yes mans. You kind of need one or two no men in there. And the thing is, they don't have to be haters. They don't have to be haters. They can be genuine people that honestly care about you but the way you find out that you have a hater is what i'm saying one of the bad effects is you'll be alone and if you ever invite somebody in your circle that's a hater you you never get anything of quality from them you actually don't you say they're your friend you hang around them like you're your friend you call them when you're going places you include them in all this stuff because they're family, because they're close. You know, they're my friend. We've been friends for, you know, 20, 30 years. But um, is all their energy hate energy? Are they a hater? Like, 
how much would it take for them to be mad at you and be an enemy? Like, really? And I mean, like sometimes an enemy will do you a favor and just let you know to your face. I do not like you. I don't like anything about you. And there's a moment of clarity where you're like, wow, that was easy. He just let me know up front. He doesn't like doesn't like the way I walk, the way I talk, the way I eat. So, yeah, a hater will experience those negative effects. And I don't just mean being alone like, oh, nobody ever talks to me. You're isolated in your own mind where when you even go out in public and you're around people, you're not around them because you've got to deal with your own uh, your own hatred. That that own internal battle where you're. You're so insecure You're so beat up, so scratched up, so scarred and calloused in ways that you really shouldn't. Because for so long, you've allowed yourself to just be that hater. I just I I just couldn't let it go. I just it's like who's who said you. Who said you're the 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 the. I can't let it go, police. Who said you have to check people who says you have to hold up the gate for things that are and aren't allowed? Like, really? Nothing is nothing is good enough for you. It's, and and I, I love it when I see this out here because it always makes me laugh. When you can critique and judge every movie, when you can critique and judge every TV show. You can critique and judge what every woman looks like, how every woman's body is supposed to be, how every athlete is supposed to perform, how every politician is supposed to do this and do that, how every nonprofit is supposed to, how you can dictate and tell me how everybody else is supposed to act and what they're supposed to do. But you haven't done half, 10%, 5%. Of the outward working tasks and abilities that they have. You won't even step out and do do things that would put yourself in that criticism. That would put yourself in that uh, spotlight. Because let's be honest. Haters aren't in the spotlight. They aren't. And that's a part of that negative effect. You're so isolated, you're so alone that even when you're around people, you're not around them because you just, I just, I just, yesterday, this guy just made me so mad because he said it and I just can't let it go. So I'm going to go get on Facebook and and type him down. I'm going to type him down. I'm going to find him and, and type him down. And, and this little girl was, you know, looking at me funny and I'm a grown man. A little girl shouldn't be looking at me like that. So I'm going to. I'm going to, you know, find out what school and all this and, and her mom. And I'm, I hate Girl Scout cookies. I, she was a Girl Scout. So I'm never buying a Girl Scout cookie. And next time a little girl walks up, I'm just going to, you know, shut her down and make her cry and leave. It's like, really, dude? And if it's a woman, same thing. Why? Just why? So. There are negative effects, plenty. And what happens is in your mind as a hater, you start to build fences and and 
troughs where there's sharks with lasers at the top swimming through. There's no bridge let down to let anybody close to you. You start building fences and barriers and there's that barbed wire fence with the large blocks, you know, connected to it. It's just crazy. Like, what? Why? <laughs> and who made you the hater police? We don't need you. Now, the truth is, I'll be honest. Sometimes some of these haters will say something that we need to hear. Because some of us have like the opposite of being a hater, where it's just arrogance. I'm sorry, not, not the opposite of, of being a hater. It's just some people are so arrogant, they think that, you know, they levitate. They think they're perfect. And sometimes a hater can bring them down to, you know, ground level. Only problem is they felt like they're God's gift for saying that. Well, if I wouldn't have brought him down, he wouldn't have known. So that's why I got to do what I got to do. Well, if, you, if you're so good at doing what you got to do, why don't you have more? Why aren't you more successful in life? I just had to let him know. Well, good. Let yourself know how to do better in life then. <laughs> unfulfilled revenge. Like, really? Unfulfilled revenge. Holding on to that feeling of that person that cut you off in traffic in a Chevy Aveo. So now you hurt, you hate all Chevy Aveos. The person wearing a, uh, Alabama hat. So now you hate everybody in anything, Alabama. You didn't get your breakfast because you showed up at 1031 to the fast food place. So now you hate that fast food place. You try to get away with throwing stuff at the building when you can. The the person that broke your heart was wearing a a, a Jordan, a Curry, a LeBron, or a Kobe jersey. So now you just hate that player. Unfulfilled revenge. And you never get it. You never get it. Never gonna get it. Never gonna get it. Never gonna get it. <laughs> never get it. You're never gonna get it. So, what does it do to your mind and your body to constantly chase after something that makes you angry and never be fulfilled? Yeah. So, you can forget. You can forgive. You can. And let's be real, though. You don't forget. And for, you know, those of us that, you know, are honest, it's, it's a really hard thing to, to forgive someone. And I've even been watching the news where people's kids are loved ones are being shot up and they say they forgive the person forgiveness is a tool that actually has nothing to do with the person that commits wrong or the person that you're upset at forgiveness actually has nothing to do with them it's all about your mind 
So in short, you're not necessarily forgiving that person and letting them free for what they did wrong. You've just understood that there is nothing you can do that will make that person feel the way you want to feel in life. And when you realize that, it's a very hard, it's a very hard wall to face because the way you want to feel in life will never be given to you by that person. So when people talk about forgiveness, it's not just a, oh, well, he killed my brother. So now I have to, I just have to forgive him because that's what I've been taught. And that's what we pray about. And I just need to forgive him and, and, and just move on. You know, it's, mm, that's not necessarily it. Not to me. You know, it might be to somebody else, but you're forgiving that person because you understand that they aren't God. You understand that that person will never be able to give you back what they took. And you understand that that person will never make you feel the way you want to feel and, and give you what you, you're, ask, you're asking for. So to, for me, forgiveness involves a lot more maturity than just a word and a perception of I'm dropping my hands and just being nice to you. New. No, 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 no. That makes absolutely no sense. But I remember a comedian saying the best revenge is living well. And I, I really understand that now. You get a little bit older, you understand if somebody just pissed you off, just wore you out, and they were horrible to you, just nasty, mean, all that. One of the big things that you can take away from that, the way they treated you is how they feel. The way they act is how they feel. Deep down inside. So when you find a way to get a convertible, get a house better than theirs, find a life better than theirs, friends better than theirs. Are you really worried about that person all the way back then? They're in a bucket. They're in a hole. They're in a prison. You don't need to make people suffer and hurt people when you're living well. So if somebody is treating you bad, they're not living well. But if you can't, if you can, you've broken free of everything that pretty much they could not get uh, get free of. Isn't that beautiful? Like, think about that. Like this person was trapped under a rock. So, of course, like a troll, they have to jab and throw insults at you out of their pain. But if say your your jeans or your shirt were trapped under that same rock and they're hurling insults at you and saying things just, you know, going just ham and and. I mean, just really letting you have it. Just chest punches, just throat punches. 
and you get free, you run, you fly, you sail away, you you do all these amazing things. Guess what has to happen for you to go back and see that person and get those insults and feel all that mm, nasty, just like cold and flu season snot gunk that they are. You got to go back to that rock, put your jean or shirt tucked under that rock where they're stuck. You got to go put yourself back in that position. So when I heard that the best revenge is living well, I'm like, yeah, it is. I'm not tied down by whatever you tie me down, you know, with. I'm free. Like, you get free, you you leave. Leave the country. Which is another topic. Um, but my last and final point. Hatred is a hypnotism. Hatred is a hypnotism. Hatred is a hypnotism. There's a reason why the people that are saying the things that are saying keep saying it. And if you ever notice. You you see these millionaires and billionaires, these great athletes, they have a gear inside of them that allows It allows them to change the environment and their mind into what they are trying to do versus what you think is hard. And that that haterade that you keep sipping and drinking is a hypnotism. If you keep telling yourself, I just can't walk into a room without noticing who has bad shoes. I just can't walk into a room without noticing. I don't know. The trash is full. I just can't walk into a room without noticing, you know, if the the floors are clean or floors are swept. Okay, great. But why does it have to be a negative thing? Why can't you just ask, hey, do you need some help, you know, cleaning this? Or. Hey, I really love cleaning floors. Let me let me clean this up for you really quick. Who would be mad at that? But when you have to take it and turn it into a deeply rooted subconscious. Where now it's a part of how you interact with people. And you're just that that Debbie Downer, that hater. It's a hypnotism. You have hypnotized yourself into consistently being that hater and you are attracting more things to you to be a hater so like wow how does that work like let's really think about it let's say everybody is what they've been talking about all week so if i've been talking about ice cream all week and then the next time you see me i have ice cream Why is that such a shock? I've been talking about the College World Series all week. The next time you see me, I got my College World Series hat on. Why is that a surprise? I've been talking about how much I hate this person 
all week. So the next time you see me, everything I have to say is about how much I hate this person. It's a hypnotism. And you bury it deep in your subconscious where you don't even realize that everywhere you drive has that hatred all over your body and in your muscles. It's in your steering wheel. It's in your car. It's in your seats in your bathtub. That hatred is just oozing into the environment, oozing in all these things. It's in your floors. It's everywhere. You get in your car. You can't even listen to your music because ah, I just I need to call somebody and vent. And you talk about the stuff that you hate. The whole car ride. You should be listening to some good music, jamming. <laughs> but you want to stick to the hater. The hater raid. Nothing but sarcasm. It's a hypnotism. And all of these writers, psychologists, um, sex therapists, marriage counselors, uh, you have all these fabulous authors and speakers that have been just trying to explain, like, why, why are you eating that? You are what you eat. If you keep eating fruits and vegetables and they're clean and they're good for you, your body is going to reflect that. If you just ate salty foods all the time, your heart rate, all that cholesterol, it's going to be bad for you. So if if it makes sense to eat better food, why wouldn't you speak better things? Being a hater is a hypnotism. So I hope this helps you all. I hope you can take this and understand where you are or are not that hater. And just understand that you're in control of this thing. You don't have to hate on anybody. If, you, if you're sarcastic and, and you like to play games and make jokes and, and you always notice what's wrong with everybody when they walk in a room. <laughs> If you aren't a comedian, it's time to hang it up because you're just storing all this material for nothing. It's just weighing you down. If if all of your hatred and and all that hasn't built you up into a better life where, where people know you, trust you, love you, and you're getting the things, like I said, out of life, it's time to hang it up. You're actually hating on yourself. And you know that deep down inside. You're not happy. You're, you're just saying all this stuff because you're not happy. So you drag everybody else down. And you figure, well, if I'm not happy, I'm going to pull everybody else down. Because I can. And if they wanted to be happy, they'd be happy. But if I can pull them down, then I'll pull them down. Because that's just what I'm going to do. And, and no disrespect, men, but I feel like we do this the best where we are physically abusive to women. We run them down and, and we run game on them. We 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 have that pimp mindset without even being a pimp where nobody can have it unless I have it. And then when it comes to women, I believe women, you all do this, too. You can't find happiness. 
you won't find happiness. So everyone has to suffer. Doesn't have to be that way. Sometimes knowing how you feel is the first step. Go talk to somebody. Doesn't have to be your friend. Doesn't have to be Facebook. Go talk to a real somebody that has an office, that has a couple letters behind their name. Go talk to somebody real. Could be your own thing. Could be private. Nothing wrong with getting your mind in order. Who do you go to to fix your teeth? A dentist. Who do you go to to fix your alignment? Your vertebrae. A chiropractor. Who do you go to massage your muscles? Remove all those lactic acid toxins. A masseuse. Who fixes your plumbing? A plumber. Lights, electrician. Flowers, shrubbery, a florist. There's somebody for everything. Pulmonologist for your lungs. Cardiologist for your heart. Dermatologist for your skin. Oh, but mm-mm. Not my mind. And that's that's the place you need to go the most. So I hope this all I hope this has helped you all. I'll see you next Friday. Have a great, great, great weekend, and I'll see you soon.